This is the Maxlexia podcast. Here, it's all dyslexia all the time. A place to explore it in all its complex beauty, changing the way we and the world perceive the dyslexic mind. I'm Laurie Catella, your host, and I'm ready to help guide you to see and celebrate your own dyslexic brilliance. Together, we will change the world. This week, we will continue with Alex's story. I think I got it in three parts. So we did part one two weeks ago. This is part two, kind of bookended by two very, I guess, more successful years. And kind of this is the bumpy part. So this is when I worked with him. It's very interesting. We have... Um, uh, he talked a lot in the first part about his coming off of a very successful experience with the GCSEs in the UK. And I think he'd learned a lot in terms of what worked for him in terms of preparing for big exams like that. Then he relocated to Canada from the UK. And this is the year I worked with him. And this is part two here. And I think he had a tough year for no reason in particular, just a bunch of things, never really kind of got his feet under him. He was always kind of scrambling not sure really always what was what was going on in terms of what was expected and what the expectations were and i think he just had a tough time being organized and on top of things and that really did give him a bit of a bumpy year academically personally he had a lot going on that year so it's it's going to be an interesting little part here and the interesting thing about it is even though academically was maybe not as successful as his previous experience in the uk this was a year where he really gained a lot of self-awareness. Self-awareness personally in terms of himself and self-awareness of his academic and learning styles and what, what he needed to come back to or to adjust to go forward in a more positive academic way. So I think that was an interesting way for him to gain something out of a year that was not perhaps the easiest year for him. So I guess let's do takeaway trio for Alex. Well, we have to start with number one, hashtag Alex math. And I, I, I did coin that with him because very, very classically mathlexic. Oh my goodness, the creative intuitive ability to see these, these examples and to see these questions and figure them out in different ways. But like I say in the podcast, Alex took that next level. He not only did that, but he absolutely never used anything that the teacher ever taught him in terms of math tools. So part of what I did when I was working with him that year really was to try and synthesize those two pieces together so that he could take his intuitive abilities and creative abilities in solving math, but using the two, some of the tools that he'd been taught in the classroom. So really trying to get those two pieces together sort of got there and not entirely, not a hundred percent. I think that's falling into place more now, but certainly that year, every time he came in, it was just like, well, what did you do for this one? Well, I just figured it out. So that was, that was always very, very nice. And he put that on the, we have that up on the wall. I absolutely had to put that, had to put that up on the wall, that quote of his, Uh, I guess number two would be oftentimes with this kind of approach, students are told that they're wrong not because they're wrong, but oftentimes it's just not the same way that someone with like my brain would solve a math problem. So um, it does take longer sometimes. It is a little bit convoluted and and out there, but I still think 99.9% of the time they're not wrong. And I use that word all the time with them. I say, you're not wrong. You know, it's, there's a different way of doing it. There's a quicker way of doing it, but you're not wrong. And it's interesting, one of the women, and I think I forgot to put this in the last podcast, 
that I spoke with after my talk in Nashville, that was exactly her experience. That's why she ended up leaving and, and going away from math for so many years and then come full circle back into the math classroom, basically teaching, was she was in high school in the 70s. And she said at one point, you know, the teacher asked somebody to come up and she went up and solved the problem. And the teacher kind of, in, in a very off-center way, and the teacher looked at her and sort of looked around the class and said, okay, um, anybody else? She just got the feeling that the teacher was saying, you don't know how to do this. I'm going to get someone else to do this correctly. And for her, really, that was one of those moments where she remembers, and that turned, that turned her away from math for years. She believed she sucked at math. She hated math, avoided math for years, finally came full circle. So that was interesting. Certainly not wrong. For the most part, 99.9% .9 of the time, not wrong. The third one would be, interestingly, again, like I said, Alex gaining some self-awareness. And he's come to something now when he's writing tests and exams and even, I guess he said, I think papers, but was really to take a step back, take a step away from it. Sometimes they're going full speed down, down the track and not seeing what's going on. It's taking a step back, looking back over it again in terms of writing a paper, in terms of solving a math problem, he said for him has been a really, really, really good approach and technique that he's using now when he's writing tests. And certainly the accommodation of stop time allows for this. And I think that's, I, I, stop time for me is one of the best things for a lot of my students. So that was, a, that was a really nice one to hear from him. The way he ends the podcast is just beautiful. He just says, well, I guess we all have to learn what works for us because we're all different. And I thought, hallelujah, it's wonderful. So here we go, hashtag Alex Math part two, enjoy. Which brings us to part two. <laughs> Alex moves to, the, moves to Canada. <laughs> and this is when I started working with you. So it was interesting coming into that. Okay, so how did that go for you, Alex? Well, we moved here in the summer and at first I was very excited yeah. and I haven't been in a proper like uh, just like normal school right not boarding day, day school, school a day school yeah I hadn't been in one of those in ages and I thought wow it'd be a really good time mm -hmm. city life and stuff the, yeah now this was what you were, you were coming into 11 or 10 grade 11 you're yeah, coming into 11 yeah, that's what 11. I thought okay and Why did I work with you for two? Did I work with you for two years, or was it only no, one? Just one year. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it was only one year. Why the hell does it feel like that? <laughs> <laughs> just that many in, sessions. In a, in a good way, it feels like two, because there was so much. Alex, there's so much. Holy a lot, shit! A lot happened. A lot happened. It was a one year. Yeah, it was grade eleven. Okay, so you're grade eleven coming in, looking forward to it. Had good success with this intense GCSE thing. Yeah. Okay. And, and like I said, I, thought I have these things here that I don't know what's going on with the GCSEs, <laughs> but I think actually if we, if we just pause for a minute here in terms of that, um, and this is done by, I think made by dyslexia here, but all, you see how all the pink, like this is how we're thinking it's going to affect dyslexic students in terms of the reforms they've done. Uh, is it going to allow them, do you think dyslexic students are disadvantaged in exams because of the recent reforms and changes and it's like 87% of people say yes. This is unfortunate because like you're saying, you had what you needed to actually succeed yeah. as a dyslexic student writing the GCSEs. And this isn't just people who um, work with dyslexia, this is a lot of people that they, that they polled like I think 1,010 yeah. respondents or something. So. I don't know what's going on there, but I've already been twittering and retweeting things and like, this is unacceptable, <laughs> unacceptable. But um, so you came off of that 
and you were yeah. excited to go. It was summer, and there was a lot going on. Yeah, in terms uh, of everything. moving, yeah, um, different country, different everything. Yeah, exactly. It was a, a completely new environment because yeah. I was I was raised in the countryside in England. Um, well, if you if you know the town, it's called Warwick, um, mm-hmm. and I was living on the outskirts of that. In mm-hmm. ba- I was in the country. Yeah. But when someone says like in the country here, it's completely different than in right. the UK. Right. Because in the UK, countries. I don't know, like five, ten minutes away from a town, right? Like a big town, but over here, like countryside is five hours away from the, any <laughs> city or big it's town. It's Canada. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot bigger. So yeah. Um. Even though it's a city, it wasn't like it was a big change. Right. Even though I was close to a town, it was just I hadn't really been exposed as much to um. Well, you really weren't the in craziness. Urban, yeah. Of city. The craziness of city. <laughs> That's a you're nice very, way to put it. <laughs> you're in a, you're very urban setting in Montreal is well, quite like, the, the I, I did I, I went I went to parties and stuff when I was in the UK but it's just as soon as I came to Montreal it was very much more oh it's, it's only five minutes away right I can do that and I was just it was a very kind of this high end maybe it was I was a, a bit too cocky probably I was saying oh this will be a breeze mm-hmm. should, should be fine and so I went in just guns blazing thinking that's fine mm-hmm. I, I don't need to do that and I also did American football which even though it probably made me more productive when mm-hmm. I did stuff when I got home I was just like no I don't you're know. finished I don't want did to you get a concussion anything. too no shoulder shoulder I, um, I think I met you when your shoulder just, was yeah I up. dislocated my shoulder right that was at the very God, beginning so many times uh, I dislocated it first time um, early in the season mm-hmm. And then it just kept coming back. Because right. it was the padding, and if you leave, like... It's well, hard you're to a describe. rugby player, too. So coming from rugby to American football is a very different thing. Yeah, you actually get more just, injured. Do yeah, you not? Yeah. yeah. That's what I've, I've... Though I... This season, I did get injured um, when I was playing rugby mm-hmm. at my new school. But um, generally, before then, the only thing I ever got injured is I, I broke my nose. A right, times. in rugby. And each time, well, the first time I broke it, I got taken off the field. Second time I broke it, he reset it, and I was back on the field. Oh, shut up! The coach did. Yeah, and then oh dear. Then the third time, I didn't even realize I broke it oh, again, dear. and that's why it's still because they they fixed it the second time after the game, so right. it was reset to being straight. Oosh. And then I I broke it again. I just. I didn't even realize. Yeah, <laughs> legit. Uh, I have character now. I, prob- I probably. I, I don't. I still don't know when I did it. Yeah. But yeah. it's just like the. Oh, I get hit. You get hit in the nose quite a bit. Right. It was probably like an elbow or something. Right. I just got hit and I broke. But generally, it was just American football is the padding, and people would just. You just throw your body at someone. Yeah. It's not tackling like in rugby where you have to. Grab that's their right. legs and lift them and stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, a clean tackle is a clean tackle in rugby, but that seems to not uh, ha- apply in American it, football. Don't get me wrong, there's, there's some nasty tackles. I've been tackled mm-hmm. and done some nasty tackles mm-hmm. as well. But it's just, American football is very... Because the padding, everyone feels invincible, so they all yeah. just smash into each other. Yeah, I think that's part of it, right? You think, well, yeah. I've got all the padding, I can just go, go be, at it. Which is probably true. And it's probably... They probably don't have as many concussions... As in professional rugby right. does with the helmets, with the helmets. But I found out I got injured literally, goodness, like fourth week of the season, and yeah. then I was out for a week. Then I got injured again, mm-hmm. and it was just a recycling. Because mm-hmm. every time, 
I'd go back on. Obviously, my shoulder wasn't fully healed. Right. And it just pop out it again. Pop out Soft tissue, things like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was, was a bit, that was, bit of a spin-off there from what no, we were supposed okay. to be that's talking okay. about. That's okay. It's all good. <laughs> but that's, but, the, but it's, um, that sort of, um, to me, mirrors a bit your whole year. It was kind of boop, boop, bop, yeah. bang, bang, <laughs> slam, body slam. Yeah. yeah. Just and, getting messed up by the... Yeah. What is your overall impression of the year? And I, and this is not about the school. I this actually, is about how did, how did your, the change for you and in everything. I, I, I learned a lot from, like, character wise of what mm-hmm. I need to do to mm-hmm. succeed I, I learned quite a lot from that like from that point of view and I'll be honest the school's actually looking back at it I I was I wasn't doing as much as I could and right. I know I know I, I could have done more um, done more work and I was really every every weekend I didn't I was going out having fun and I should have been more focused mm-hmm. for sure and the exams to me um, it was, a, it was very it's just it wasn't a leader I was very sh- it was kind of hit me all at once type. I remember you talking about that and I, I was expecting a big leader but I was we were still doing the course um, a week before like the exams right and I was I was getting really worried because like well I'm, I was used to doing when at least were... some revision in the classes yes. and getting help from the teacher yeah but all the teachers expected you to do the revision on the weekends mm-hmm. not be set like work Mm-hmm. Just do your own revision and then come in with questions. Right. Which sounds weird, but when I'm doing, because the main, re, the main ways I revise is past papers and um, note cards. Right. Um, revision note cards. Yeah, I've forgotten the, the name. Cue cards. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Those are the two like main ways I revise. I didn't. I was so, I don't know like caught up just doing work that I didn't even make the cards this year no, and no. I was just stuck with past papers but when you're doing a past paper and you come across a problem that you don't understand you end I end up at least spending half an hour on the internet trying to figure it out myself yeah yeah and then well every time I go into the class like does anyone have any questions I'd already figured out by then you'd already enough, but I'd already wasted a lot of time a lot of time well I think you were always feeling very um, you, for me you seemed always overwhelmed there was something yes. overwhelming about that year yeah definitely keeping everything organized knowing what was expected I don't know there was something for you and I think that goes back to that's why I wanted to see what the early stuff was but where you had that really set in, in exactly. boarding yeah. school you know that 100%. made yeah, this and this and this and I think that year was just <laughs> like all over the place for you and I don't think you could just really get your sounds weird back. but I also I wanted a year I wanted a break mm-hmm. from because I've been doing all this so much work like a ridiculous amount of work for GCSEs right last like the year the year for G, the year of the GCSEs I I barely did anything but work right like I was I was focused obviously I'd because I'm at school I'm always with my friends so obviously it right. wasn't it wasn't that bad. I wasn't having to text people, you know, let's meet up at this time, at that right. time. You still had a bit of a social yeah. thing going on. See, and, but at, at school, I think another thing is the social part is that I wasn't having the social time outside of... So every day after school, I'd go I'd go home and then mm-hmm. I'd eat. I'd have dinner and stuff. And then I'd go work and go to bed. Mm-hmm. But at, at, uh, at boarding schools, at least I find... You go back to your house, um, whichever one it is, um, and then you, you have fun with your friends, go right. with them to dinner, then come right. back to the house, get changed, um, 
do some work for an hour or two hours, mm-hmm. and then hang out again till 10 o'clock and then go to bed. Right. For you, it's very important, that social yeah. aspect. I think the main, the main thing, I, I let the stress build up very mm-hmm. easily. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, don't, I don't show... Like I have a problem, I guess, showing emotion, probably. I don't, I don't like, um, let it out. Right. I kind of just let it build, and then I get to the, like, that snapping point. Yeah. And it's, it's bad, because I'll just randomly... It'll be such a stupid little thing, like someone will poke me or something. I'll just... I'll, like... Lose it because I let it. I let it build up. Yeah, you're reminding me all that I like because we're sitting in the same position. Yeah, and you're sort of remind because I again going back now and I'm remembering a few of those times where you'd really let yeah. things build up and a little thing really just yeah just no. and set you. I up. often found the just the constant testing. It didn't work very well that for me. That didn't work for you. Well, I, which I thought at first, oh, this would be much better for me. Right, keep you up to date, keep, right? Keep yeah. you going. That's what I thought, but it just ended up me disregarding all the other subjects yeah. if I had a test that week. Yeah. So, I had, God, there were so many maths tests, but... I think it's every, what, week, second yeah, week or something? at least once every two weeks. Yeah. Something yeah, like that. Yeah. But if I had one test that week, I'd automatically just kind of breeze through homework I wouldn't do anything because right. I, I was like I have to do well in this test right. and what ended up happening is that a lot of the homework which I didn't realise was graded oh. so a lot of my grades started falling because I was doing the homework I was like oh it's just some random homework I can just write some stuff down right. it doesn't matter I'm thinking physics maybe yeah <laughs> <laughs> goodness I was okay. I was so surprised that I I actually I almost got 70. I got 69% wow. in physics, and I was, God, that was... I'm amazed. That was a hard that, subject. That was yeah. tough. That was tough. Well, it's just... But, that, but you, d- yeah. you were always under the... You were always behind in that. It was always a scramble, and you'd be in there trying to get that homework done, and you hadn't finished. And yeah, it was, it, was, it was... a. I was always scrambling a lot, because... You scrambled a lot that year. Yeah. It was it was again because I was focused on these constant tests. Well, yeah, and I'd let my other work go. Yeah. When all the successful students, it's all about the balance, you know. Right. Exactly. So um, obviously I can't mention any names, but that's okay. She, a lot of a girl I know who did very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure she's going to a prestigious university, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. And In the states, probably. Yeah, I think. You, is it Yale? Something like that. Right. Some big, really big university, uh, done very Ivy well. League school. And literally, she she probably, she didn't do a ridiculous amount of, well, she did do a lot of work, mm-hmm. but she was just so well managed, like, yes. time-wise, that I'll spend an hour doing revision on this tonight, mm-hmm. and then I'll finish this homework the rest. So, I think a lot for me is that I'd let it, let the homework because I was revising for the test I'd let the homework build up to the last night I was like I can do that yeah. and I'd spend up I'd like stay up to like 1am yeah. writing a paper and then the next day I just wouldn't be able to do anything no like that. exactly that, that, yeah, that's, that, you're, you're remembering it the way I remember yeah, it no, and I think it's interesting because having come out of your GCSEs I think for you any kind of assessment or test or exam was extremely important but then when you realize it's every second week I'm having a math yeah. test, they don't, they're not all worth 100% of your grade, right? So I think you were right. The balance, you weren't balancing. It's also the... I always find, even... even I, I probably wasn't as big in the UK, but 
I often get really unmotivated around Christmas. Mm. So the first term, I worked my ass off, and mm-hmm. I like it was. Is that the same at the new school I'm at? I yeah. did. I ended up getting a, around an eighty-five, well, eighty to eighty-five averages across the board for my first term. Second term, I just fell to a seventy-five because. Wow. Just because it was just, oh, I just the snow. I mm. couldn't go out. I just I really wasn't feeling it. Mm-hmm. And and that really I think affected me a lot is the motivation to do right. stuff. Right. Because I'd, I'd be home and after I revised for a test and there was just, I could do this paper now and then it won't build up. It'll be really quick. I can just do this homework and I'll, I won't have to worry about it mm-hmm. tomorrow. But I just end up like, nah, I'll do it tomorrow. It's fine. Yeah, I'm just going to go relax yeah. listen to music. And I did that quite a lot just yeah. because I was like, I was so demotivated and obviously there was, all, there was a whole kind of um, a lot of relationship problems I was having as mm-hmm. well yeah, throughout was, the year that was a big year for you at, at the, at the, obviously I I had girlfriends before but mm-hmm. it was kind of it's kind of that the age where it gets more serious yeah, oh, yeah. still still not really serious well I, but it is but yeah, like you know it it's when you know, yeah well I had I was having a lot of um, I had a couple bad breakups and mm-hmm. generally just a lot of you know and and I found that um, I was often just focused more on trying to get with someone mm-hmm. than doing work and stuff mm-hmm. which was really stupid which is something but that's something I've I like really changed this year that. and uh, and I completely just kind of ignored the whole aspect of it right and I ended up doing a lot better. Okay, <laughs> okay. Sure. So, let, so let's finish then part two. So part two, that was sort of so-so. You ended up kind of... Rocking, uh, of yeah, road. no. You picked I didn't, it up I at didn't the even, end. In the exams, it didn't go as badly as I thought it was no, going to be. No, I didn't be. think... I, don't think I it didn't was. fail anything. I don't think... No. I, don't I ended up... Um, goodness. 70... 70 something. Like 73 or 4 average. Overall. Which was... Which included Listen. physics. Yeah. Which was... <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> and maps. And I did want to bring it up because I was talking to somebody last week that I was working with, and he twice, he, he outsmarted me twice on an optimization <laughs> problem in CST math. And I kept trying to point out where I can't remember where it is over there, but like, so what we, what, what I coined with you was hashtags. That's what I said. You were, you're typically math Hashtag Alex math. <laughs> And sure, that that, one, that's on somewhere. Uh, yeah, it is. It's there. And it's funny because so oh, I, found, yeah. I found that one and I, I thought, oh, I was t- telling the boy the story last week because I believe that Sitprov, and it's probably the artwork I'm going to put with this podcast <laughs> on my website, but um, hashtag Alex Math, because for you, and I say it all the time about Mathlexia, one of the things is very intuitive. You're very yeah, intuitive definitely. with math. You're very creative with the way it goes. And you take it to the next level where you <laughs> refuse to do anything the teacher ever teaches you in math yeah. at all. And you came in with this. And so I kept calling you hashtag Alex Math because somewhere over here too you say, I don't know, but I uh, I don't know, but I just figure it out. Do you remember saying that? Yeah. You said something. I got to find so, all, to all the things. listeners, there's a big wall with post-it notes <laughs> of lots of 
people writing down stuff. The important things of life. <laughs> so I'm going to find that one too because you said at one point, you just said, well, I don't know. I just I figure it out. And, and the thing is, for the most that's, part... That's very true. I did yeah, do that so much. Yeah, really. and for the most part, my mathlexic students do figure it out in a creative, intuitive, that's, different yeah. ways and you're not wrong. <laughs> that's the mind blower. So when you came in with that 80% on your sit prob, I believe it was <laughs> an, an optimization, was it not? Where yeah, you had to was, figure out... I was completely just winged it <laughs> you completely just winged it and 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 i said to you when you came in I'm like, you're like hey percent on my zip bro and i was like like oh my god and then i looked at you knowing you a hashtag alex math and i said did you do anything that the teacher taught you <laughs> well that was that was a funny thing because when i first went when i first got here i was put in the scientific math right which is the second highest they yes. had a I think they had like an extra high well level, they do an they? extra accelerated yeah. kind of one um and that was way too difficult for me and i had a couple tests before i got moved down to cst um and i the only reason i ended up getting marks in some of the tests is that i would <laughs> i would um was like a lot of measurement stuff with right. optimization i'd use a ruler and i'd estimate because it said like oh, 13 centimeters and then i'd um What's the word? I'd, I'd measure it with a ruler and it was only five centimeters. Then I'd use like the ratio that right. 13 centimeters equals five centimeters. Oh and I'd use that and I'd end up getting not far off some of the right. um, like correct answers. Didn't get too many marks because, you know, have We're- to have working. <laughs> <laughs> but like often I would, I'd end up just oh, God. figuring out different ways. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because I like, and during the during the a lot of the CST tests, I like a couple of them I flunked completely. Mm-hmm. Looking back, I remember getting the paper back, and you just see the mistakes are so, like simple, and I just mm-hmm. oh, it really is just, it's just like the mindset I was in, I yeah. I couldn't see it. Yeah, it's so weird that if you take a day or ten even ten minutes out, like away from the paper, right, you go back to it, you actually see. It like completely different. In a completely different way. And that's one of the, one of the they have a great um, help department. Some great individuals there, um, and one of the things they taught me to do is just, and one of my accommodations I got, which I found really useful, is just take a break from it. Do you? So I'd, do you I'd have stop time now? Um, it's called stop time. Yeah, usually. I'd 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 get up from. Right. They had these things called pods, which were like for people that had dyslexia or ADD or ADHD. You go into a pod to do your test, and it'd just be a re- sealed-off room, nothing else, pure, just, like, white walls, just yeah. you and your paper, so you can't be distracted. And halfway through an exam, I am allowed. I was allowed to go up, take a 10-minute break. Right. And just, obviously, I was monitored, so I can just, like, go whip out my phone and find <laughs> the answers. But I, um, it, like, it really helped, because yeah. I'd go back, and I just, it's like, wow. Yeah, and, you just and they don't take different. that time out of your test, no, and then you come that, back great. and you have a different yeah. eye on it. You I've, it I found I've that that skill I learned um, last year now, isn't it? Um, I learned are we, that. Are we going to been, part three? Wait, wait, not just yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I learned the skill of stepping away from it, and it yeah. really helped me with um, written exams, especially so okay. English, um, history, that type of thing. It really helped me. Like, really. So halfway through an exam. Because I get a very, like, work, like, I'm zooming through it. And I'll realize, God, this paragraph is just trash. It's a minute. <laughs> and then trash. I'll, like, I'll t- and because I took a minute away, oh, and I was wow. just, I just sat there, and I just 
dimmed the laptop so I couldn't see it and I just sit there for a bit thinking mm-hmm. I'd go back to it and I just had a lot better ideas and completely would rework essays and I found that I'd do so much better that's fascinating but see this is wonderful this is what it's all about right is yeah. gaining that self-awareness and seeing what works well, that's and the key to it isn't you, it learning type- the hope like learning new skills that work for you because mm-hmm. everyone's so different exactly because I, I did so many like like the the sand thing they used to I used to have a whiteboard and mm-hmm. you'd put stuff in sand I don't know what the hell was that it was about never really helped me at all mm-hmm. and um, there was, there's lots of other there's tons of stuff that people do like fidget spinners in, in the exam and stuff to, I, I'm not sure about that but everyone's so different that you just mm-hmm. need to keep trying till you find the thing that works for you that's probably it. <laughs> yeah. Alex, I don't need to say a thing. That's perfect. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Maxlexia podcast. If you've got any questions or comments, or if you're looking for more dyslexia-related stories, resources, and information, reach out to me on my website, maxlexia.com. Peace out. See you next time.